Welcome to the Eye of Power podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dardick. But this podcast is not about me. It's about you and your power. It's time to claim yours. We all have some basic decisions to make in this life we're given in this world. One is whether we will drift, go with the flow, taking basically a reactionary stance to the events we experience and people we encounter. Or we can choose to be proactive, to maximize our agency. We can decide to attain a particular imagined goal, reach a destination, and take the actions required to make them happen. There are benefits and costs for each strategy, and wisdom sometimes means using either. But whether we are reactive or proactive, we always hold preferences and values. We move towards pleasure and away from pain. This is just baked into our DNA cake. It also means we want something. At the base, we want to fulfill our basic needs. When our physical needs are met, we follow our interests. These shape our motivations. Maybe this would be a good place to contemplate this question. What motivates you? Once you have an answer or a few in your mind, I have another question for your consideration. Are some answers better than others? If so, why? Let's look at how we might approach such issues. Going with the flow has some advantages. It leads to receptivity, openness, flexibility, and acceptance. It has some disadvantages, some rather serious disadvantages, actually. One is anxiety. We humans prefer to know what our futures hold. We don't like chaos because it's dangerous. More profound than that, when we drift, we introduce more chaos to the people around us. They can't easily predict our reactions or even the general path we're traveling in life. Taken to the extreme, this means we can't be counted upon for much of anything. Our trustworthiness and value plummet. What happens when we're deliberate in our actions? We choose a course, an outcome and then formulate plans we can follow to realize that imagined future. Sometimes things work the way we pictured. Often, they don't. But that's because we learned along the way. In this sense, all journeys have potential for benefit. I asked you if some motivations are better than others. Are some imagined futures better than others? Why? What makes some outcomes innately better? What we do, or we don't do, affects the world. How do you discern desirable effects from undesirable ones? One possible answer is, if people approve, they like what I do, then it's good. What do you think of that as an idea? What problems might it lead to? Think of the overindulgent parent, one who we consider might employ that strategy, at least when it comes to their children. Does that generally end well? Why not? 
because kids often aren't aware of what really serves their needs beyond immediate gratifications. And guess what? Often, adults aren't much different. That means our proposed popularity metric is flawed. How can we improve it? Let's take a cue from Bob Dylan and listen to his song for a moment. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Bob Dylan just dropped a wisdom bomb on us. You gotta serve somebody. The questions for us are who, what, and how. In the digitally connected world of today, nobody is isolated. We're bombarded with ideas of all kinds. Marketing messages try to sell us things. Political notions designed to make us behave in this way or that. Attacks. Support. Discoveries. Weird phenomena that threaten our pictures of the world. These notions stick with us. If we don't integrate them, sort them, judge them by some measure of value, we are left with an incoherent mishmash. And unfortunately, that's how we all are, at least partially. It takes strength of Hercules, the wisdom of Solomon, and the endurance of Sisyphus to get it all straight. This is the role of religion and philosophy. They provide systems, models, that give us infrastructure, something to grasp, something to help us orient ourselves, to build upon. We don't know enough to build them from scratch. We tend to accept that to which we are exposed and feels best to us. When we do, we essentially choose who, what, and how we serve. And that brings us to the final question in today's podcast. How are you doing with that? A philosophical girder in the eye of power model is that we are charged with the ability and duty to maximize our agency, our ability to make things happen. If that doesn't fit with a person's view or values, the model has little value or interest for them. If they do, it's a powerful model to help them navigate the questions we've been considering today. The assertion about our agency is based on other ideas. One is that we have free will, that we can make decisions to change our beliefs and actions, and thus our outcomes. Another is that life is a use-it-or-lose-it proposition. Nothing is in stasis. Everything is part of an unfolding process. If we're not expanding, learning, growing, then we are actively moving in the other direction, ultimately toward death, which feels appropriate to me because it seems as though that's how life derives meaning. We are not given eternity, at least not in our current forms. In the philosophy of existentialism, it is suggested the shortness of our time provides the scarcity that makes it valuable. Maybe there's something to that. In any case, 
this does lead us to another way we can approach our central question. What is the best return for how we spend our time? For many, their answer is they serve themselves. This is a lie. They may believe it, but it's a fool's errand, like chasing a rainbow for the pot of gold. Because while there may be material riches available to us when we serve ourselves, though I would argue not as many as if we would better align ourselves, they come at a dear price. People in those circumstances miss out on their true treasure. It's different in form and style for every person, but in essence, it's the same for all of us. We're all given a unique set of attributes and experiences. It's how we develop them and use them to serve others that makes us, every one of us, incredibly special and valuable, a literal one of a kind. I suppose we can think of that as serving ourselves. We benefit as we serve others. I don't look at it that way. I think nothing is accidental. We're free, but we're also destined. Nothing has much meaning outside of the context of how it affects others and ripples through the world in ways we never get to see or know about. There is a feedback loop built in. The quality of our relationships with other people. Nothing in this world, literally nothing, is as valuable as and deeply satisfying as true intimacy, deep soul-to-soul -soul connection. Serve yourself, and you cut yourself off from the possibility of experiencing the best life has to offer. In Dylan's song, he said you can serve the devil or you can serve the Lord, a binary choice. Maybe that's the case. It's one or the other. We're growing or we're dying. We're serving or we're taking. It's clear to me on which side our power truly is. Let's go. This has been the Eye of Power podcast with Tom Dardick. I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd also like to thank my brother, Scott Dardick, for the music and his music production. If you'd like to reach me, simply email tom at dardickcommunications.com.